Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host Andy Rowe and as usual I'm joined by Big Jim and Goody. Hello. And Hi. Thanks to the Rugby Pass for their help with the pod. You can watch the show on rugbypass.com and Guinness for their help with the live shows. Check out eventbrite.co.uk if you fancy coming along to any future shows. Uh, we're in Dublin this week. Are you guys excited about oh, that? Oh dear. Dublin's going to get it. We are excited. You talk about Guinness. That Edinburgh two live shows back to back took it out of me. I've only just recovered. How do I like having my Guinness? You put something in it, don't you? Yeah. Guinness and Blackcurrant. Roofies. Guinness and Roofies. Guinness, Guinness and Roofies. <laughs> uh, Guinness and Blackcurrant is basically, uh, you're committing a crime doing that in Ireland. Yeah. Have in you Dublin. done it in Dublin before? Uh, I've not been to Dublin for a long time, no. I can't remember. That. I mate, you're, you're committing crimes anyway every day oh, by being oh. morbidly obese. Oh, fuck you. So Jim. you are, mate. <laughs> Actually, I've got, to, I've got to make a distinct apology. Um, Why? I got told off in the week. Why? Mrs. Good. What? She says, you swear too much on the rugby pod. Took her out for Sunday lunch, mum and dad on Sunday. All you can eat Chinese buffet? Uh, no, we went for a, a lovely roast dinner. Had a triple roast, didn't I? Of course I? you did. Of course I did, yeah. puddings? Uh, two of them, yeah. yeah no Crackling. Doubt. No doubt. Missus was ill in bed, so obviously, what a hero dad. Yeah, get your mum and dad down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mum! Plus, plus the two nannies, yeah. Uh, and mum told me off for uh, swearing too much, so I need to apologise on air to my mother. Well, stop fucking swearing then, Goody. <laughs> mum, that wasn't me, I'm sorry. Mate, you're a posh lad. Why do you swear? Why are you I, trying I, to act all gangster? Well, I'm not. I just, you just lower yourself to the people that you're mixing that's with. That's what, mate. Wh- wh- Jim, that's hey. what I'm doing with you. You're, I'm just lowering myself to your standards. Yeah. Like dragged up and swearing and... Dragged up? Well, yeah. Get it? We're off to Ireland. <laughs> hey! To Yvonne uh, Trump. Yeah, but she's in Belfast. Yeah, but it's Ireland. Same thing. So well, it's excited. Not, no, How excited is he? Yeah. Northern excited. Ireland. How far is it in a car from Belfast to Dublin? Mate, it's, it's literally like Coventry to Birmingham, mate. Just she down the or road. he is coming, right? Yeah, get it. Both of you are get coming. Get it? Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you're oh. disgusting. Oh. You said Miss Good on about swearing. You're on about basically to Yvonne Trump behind you. Here we go. Should we uh, rip straight into the Six Nations? Oh, this my, week? oh my, let's rip into it, mate. Or do you want to talk about England, Scotland again? Do you want to keep it? No, mate, I'm hungover. I'm hungover. Over from it, mate. <laughs> I'm literally hung over, mate, off that. Seriously. Have they, have they stopped talking about it up north? I mean, no, I've not looked at anything. I've been snowed in for the bloody three days. I've had the worst three days of my life. Snow was bad, wasn't it? It yeah. was bad. You got you got snowed in, you couldn't go to Hambo's dinner the other day. No, I was, yeah, so apologies, missed Hambo's dinner on Wednesday. You couldn't go. I couldn't you... go. Why? Ate a dodgy burger. Oh, here he is. Mate, a dodgy we had burger. this burger last week, the Venimoo. Yeah. Best burger you'll ever eat in your exactly. life. Great burger. Yeah, Love it. Wild. We get a message from Andy Rowe the next day. How's everyone's bottom and tummy? <laughs> <laughs> I was in such have, a bad way. Really? Were you actually sick out yeah, of your mouth and both. your bottom? Or? I was on. T- I was doing the, you know, the reverse cowgirl on the toilet. Yeah, we know them. Where you take off the, you take off the top of the toilet so that you're spewing into the top what? of the toilet and then going down the bottom. Yeah, you, you are, just, you are you a weird fucking... You have to, because you've got no other choice. And how, do you, you associ- how do you associate that with a reverse cowgirl? <laughs> it's, it's what it's called when you, yeah, when you get you bad You take the top off the, the system thing? Yeah. And you're sick in that? Yeah. You are some <laughs> weird fish, mate. <laughs> oh I've never God. heard anyone do that in my life. Yeah, and it was so cold Kiwis. as well. How but... weird are the Kiwis? Oh, mate. You must seriously. have eaten some dodgy cat food. That's what I was, was going to say. Mate, you should be accustomed to having dodgy food if you eat cat food. Look, Goody eats, like, basically horse. Well, not horse. No, don't. He has to eat horse. <laughs> he eats uh, Alsatian kebabs. Just everything. Alsatian kebabs, mate. 
we go. Oh, uh, yeah. so you recovered? You've, you've yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm back at it. Yeah. You don't look like you lost any weight, mate. Your bum bag's still there. Yeah, yeah still, still got yeah. the bum bag, mate. <laughs> still working out how you can uh, you can donate to uh, my um, Just Giving page if you want. How Just much giving. have you raised? 60 quid. Oh, what? my word. You've yeah. raised no 60 quid. No one's giving me any money. Mate, it's I don't so know what hard. to do. I, reckon, Hambo I think you need to give a video message yes. in, in your pants yep. and plead and say, look, I am doing this run for Hambo. Please, please donate. My name's Weirdfish. Get your pants down and, yeah. and do a video. <laughs> Look, fun. I'll see what I can do. Hell of a bush. Ireland, Scotland. Easy win for Ireland. They've won once away from home. Hey, no one's going to believe anything that you say. Well, yeah. well, here's a fact. Scotland haven't won away in the Six Nations outside of Rome for eight years since Big Jim laced his boots up in Dublin, was it? Yeah. So the last time they won a, an away game in the Six Nations Super. that wasn't Italy, obviously that doesn't count, was Dublin 2010. Hell of a night. Was it? Unbelievable. Did you chase, chase Tiddy Von Tramp around no, there? Or? No, it was a night with Mumford and Sons, so I've told that story. Oh, you told that, yeah. Yeah, no. um, yeah. 2010. But, mate, they're breaking records now. This is the thing. Mate, they're changing the mould. You know, England didn't beat them in 10 years, hadn't scored a try since 2004. Absolutely smashed them. <laughs> Australia at home, record win. Yeah, true. Australia away. Always, well, I was just about to say always at home. Mate, there you go. Yeah. But then uh, we, it'd be a hell of a game, actually. I, I can't wait for it. This will be the big challenge for Scotland. You know, again, we're speaking seriously. We've gone from Andy Rowe talking about shitting in a bloody <laughs> Sistine with the reverse cowgirl. In a Sistine? Sistine Chapel. Oh, okay. um, can't shit in a Sistine um, Chapel. You can't. Um, so, yeah, basically, talking seriously, this is a big game for Scotland, obviously, because they're back in the championship. They smashed England. And they're up against, now, the best team in the championship. I'm going to say it. Go I on. want Scotland to win. Mate, you're a Scotland fan. They, I'm not. You, it's because you wore a kilt. That's why. Yeah. You felt it. You felt and the you call, me, you call me the belly monster, but it was your kilt and it went around my belly just as well as it does yours. No. So we have the same girth size. We do. Pure, pure why do you want mass. Scotland to win? Because if Scotland beat Ireland, England beat France, England beat Ireland next weekend, England wins. Way. No, can't yep. see it. Scotland will have to be at as good as they were against England and probably a little bit better to beat Ireland out there. You know, the thing is, is Scotland beat Ireland last year, didn't they, at Murrayfield? And looking back at that game... Looking back over my shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. Together standing tall. Yeah, so basically looking back at the game, the Scotland-England game, it was the breakdown. Like, yes, there was obviously some great tries and line breaks, but everything was one of the breakdown. Wayne Barnes is refereeing this game. Very different at the breakdown. Uh, break it down. And Ireland are so well coached, and I think that they're prepared for what Scotland are going to bring that, like I said, Scotland have got to be at that level again to, to come even close, I think. Scotland hosed us at the break, England at the breakdown. Yeah, hosed. Hosed. What's the difference with Wayne Barnes at the breakdown and who does that benefit? I think it benefits more the attacking team. He doesn't allow as much compete. Nigel Owens... Allows a lot more at the breakdown, very French-esque. You don't really know. You just kind of crack on and, 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 see, and see what happens. But Wayne Barnes is very definitive in the way that he talks in the game. Yeah. Uh, very clear. Um, Bar- Barnes, he looks for tackler on away straight away. People were moaning about um, Nigel Owens when he refed England, or Scotland versus England. And for me, it was unjustified. I thought Scotland just were thoroughly dominant at the breakdown time. And yeah, there was the odd marginal one that you could could have gone either way. Tackle, but when, not but when you have that much dominance, yeah. that's where yeah. it And so there's no, there's, no, there's no problems with Scotland dominating the breakdown and the way it was refereed. What Wayne Barnes does is he looks to keep the game alive. So he looks to penalise the defensive team if they try and slow the ball down in any which way possible, whether that's the tackler staying in for half a second extra in that tackle zone 
which allows someone to get over the ball, which prevents the clean. Cleaners have to sort of come in, steady their feet, and then try and jump over, lose their momentum in a clear out, um, which means players like Barkley and, and Hamish Watson and Ryan Wilson. Freedom! Do you see his, what about his tweet? Yeah. Um, they get the ability to get over the ball. So Barnsley will ref it very differently. I think Ireland, as Jim said, exceptionally well coached, strong back row. But they've it's going to be a hell of a ding-dong. Yeah. And Scotland can win it. Scotland generally can go there. If they play like they did against England, they can beat Ireland. With the width, because that's where Ireland look vulnerable. They've got what's called a hinge, Corbs. Uh, they've got that hinge. Just in got, around... mate, you've, got to, you've got to let that go. <laughs> they've got that hinge around 13. And what that is where Scotland are very good. Hugh Jones on that outside break. Finn Russell with gonads the size of King Kong. Been able to throw that loop ball. But the only way they'll be able to do that... Who's got bigger gonads? Loop, loop ball. Who's got bigger gonads? Finn Russell for that loop ball. Or... Johnny Sexton. Well, it depends if you're talking about really who's got... Because I've heard that Johnny Sexton's testicles are the size of wet tea bags. Tiny. So they're tiny. And Finn's got, you know, he's got a bit of skin. But on match um, day, he's got but, a bit of skin. But this is the thing. I, what, long foreskin or...? Yeah, I think he has, yeah. Okay. You know, like an elephant trunk, not that, the end of that bit. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, so for me, in terms of Finn's ability to do that, Hugh Jones's outside arc and Greg Laidlaw managing the speed Greg. of that delivery. I, I tell you what... Talk about Grig. What he happened? played very well at the weekend. Oh, look at you have converted. He played very you've, you've well. You've converted. When I say played very well, he kicked for goal very well. He kicked his box kicks very well. The end. Carry on. Okay. Um, you see, Barkley was on the bench for Scarlets. Mm. Why? Why? Because he's a hero. Not unlike George, George North. North. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a great game. Ireland, a very good team. You know, would I put my mortgage on Scotland winning? No. Can they win? Definitely can. You told me you haven't got a mortgage. Well, I've got a small mortgage. Okay. Yeah. Basically, I wouldn't put my kids on it then. Well, maybe I would. You would. You don't <laughs> like your kids. Uh, yeah, How are so, your kids? We haven't spoken about them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great. Right? Mate, they're very good. You're in love mate, with per, them again? Per, personal life. Personal life, mate. Sorry, should we not talk about it? Yeah. You know, I'm very. I'm a very closed book, mate. I don't talk about much on here, do I? Well, you say you hate that your kids. Life. Apart from no, saying... No, you, you say I hate my kids. Well, because that's I what love my life. <laughs> we've, uh, we've touched on um, Six and, and Finn Russell, but... I mean, coming head to head, a lot of the game's going to come down to that, isn't it? How do you guys see that uh, matchup panning out? Well, this is the thing with with Finn Russell. Without a shadow of a doubt, he was exceptional against England. Everything he did, he had the golden touch. You know, that pass over Jonathan Joseph's head. Finished that break off with another pass to Sean Maitland, was it? They scored the try in the corner. Yeah. The other one that he floats that one over as well. He was deadly accurate in everything he did. And it's, again, it's the, Finn Russell's the barometer of, of the Scotland team. So he will take chances and he will... Uh, uh, take risks. The, the thing is, Sexton doesn't take massive risks, but he's a 95% player week in, week out. Finn Russell, and it's the same thing. You talk about Scotland as a whole, and you talk about the records, they haven't beaten anyone away from home apart from Italy in the Six Nations since 2010. They can't. If Finn Russell plays the way he played against England, they can win. If he plays any less than that, or anything like he played against France or Wales, that, uh, Scotland will, will lose by 15. Well, he's, he's not. He's not played. He said that last yeah. week on the pod that he's not played. Over I think in he's, Dublin. Only, he's only played against Sexton once. Isn't yeah, he? that's yeah. what he said. And you know, this is where we said last week, or you know, a couple of weeks ago in that England game, that he's up against Farrell. Obviously, not positionally, but you know, he basically was, and he stood up in that. You know, Sexton. He is now. He's up at ten versus ten, and Sexton's a huge part of that team. Like he's, you know, potentially the biggest part. We saw, you know, that drop kick that he did against France, but you know the way that he manages the game, mm. that he plays on the edge, the way that he bosses his forwards, and you know, Finn showed last week that he, he is up there. But where Sexton and Farrell are different is they've consistently done it every week. 
So again, it's another big game for Finn. Uh, Ringrose is back just in time for Ireland to replace Farrell, who replaced Tenshaw. Um, mate, don't worry about him, mate. We've got Daryl Morrifold, Morrifold back. Daryl Morrifold, Daryl Morrifold, he's back, mate. He's got a few boys back, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. John Hardy being one of them. Hardy, Gray, Morrifold, Morrifold, Morrifold. McGuigan, Lee Jones, the winger, Alex Dunbar, who's the twelve, who I'm a big fan of. George Horn, who's Pete Horn's brother. Question though, how do you change anything? I don't think they will. They just got them in the squad, and yeah, I mate. For me, John Hardy is one of the best back rows in the Northern Hemisphere. You ain't dropping anyone from that back row. That's what I mean. So. Well, I don't know, mate. Richie Gray potentially, I'd, I'd have him in. Billy Bench um, on the bench or on the bench if he's fit. Dunbar definitely. Whether or not he'll start, he might do. Instead of horny, horny, horny. Instead of horn, yeah. Just I'm horny. Yeah, horny. horny. Mate, it just adds a different dimension in terms of playing against Ireland. Yeah, but able to truck the ball up like that's you know, that's yeah. what he can do. And Horn did that against France. But it'll come. Um, it'll be whoever they're playing the centres. Obviously, Hugh Jones is going to start. It'd be really interesting yeah. actually whether. He, he chucks Dunbar back in. We, we chatted to him up in Edinburgh, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And he played He played the night before. But obviously, coming against Bundyaki and uh, Ringrose. Ringrose is class as well. Yeah. So he's that battle between him and Hugh Jones is going to be awesome to watch. Uh, mate, Hugh Jones, hands down. Not hands down. Mate. He's, he is not in hands a down. different class, mate. He, he's, a, he's an exceptional player, but so is Ringrose. Mate, he is, yeah. Um, I love Bundyaki. What a name. A great name, Bundy Aki. Very Irish name. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's a quality player, Bundy Aki. Footwork is powerful, defends well, good step on him, makes things happen, good offloader. So, yeah, mate, it's going to be a great battle. Oh, mate, it's going to be an awesome... I think it's a game of the weekend. Yeah. It is. You know, off the back of... Well, yeah, 100%. Did, did Scotland beat England? I, I can't remember. I think they did. I, think I they can't did, remember. Sure. All right, we now go to the phones now. We were joined by the Six Nations leading try scorer, Jacob Stockdale from Ireland. Oh, Thanks yeah. for joining us, mate. Hey there, how's it going? You must be uh, finding Test Match Rugby quite easy at the moment. Eight tries and seven caps and, and won every single game you've played with with Ireland? Jeez, <laughs> don't know about that. Like, um, yeah, just kind of all seems to be following my way at the moment. So, yeah, no, things are going pretty well. How's the week been in terms of uh, preparation? Obviously a massive game and you know if you get a bonus point against Scotland and England don't do that against France, you win, right? Yeah, geez. Um, yeah, it's like training's been a bit tough this week with the snow and stuff. So uh, yeah, I think Joe had all the had like twenty five of the staff out to uh, clear up the pitch for us. So um, yeah, it's been tough in that respect, but it's been good. Yeah. Did he bring his cats to training or not? In the in the winter, <laughs> probably shouldn't mention. It. Don't don't answer it, mate. Don't answer. You'll get dropped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but Jay, we were chatting. No comment. Yeah, exactly. No comments. The best one, Jay. But we were chatting about um, obviously Sexton, Finn Russell. That's going to be big this week. Uh, the battle of the tens and, and Finn playing so well against England. Uh, what's it like playing alongside Johnny Sexton? I mean, there's obviously an aura around him, you know, similar to Farrell. Uh, but what's it like for you playing alongside him? Uh, yeah, you know, like. Johnny's a great guy to play alongside. Like he's, uh, he holds himself to himself to incredibly high standards, and then you know, kind of expects everybody else around him to kind of you know do the same. So like for like a young guy like myself coming in, it's, it's pretty good in terms of you know being able to push yourself and uh, and like ask the best of yourself. If that makes sense. And obviously, it's your first sort of eighteen months in the international arena, and obviously it's difficult times at Ulster at the minute. But tell us about your nickname. I've heard you're called the Mountain Goat. <laughs> Yeah, um, we did a um, we did a like a sound dune session, like fitness and. Oh, I used to love those. Uh, Easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like so, and somehow I managed to find it easy enough, and I was like, kind of flying up the dunes, and then I managed to get this nickname, the Mountain Goat. It didn't it didn't stick too long, which I was pretty happy about. But oh, we'll get that going again. The Mountain Goat. Here he is. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, 
so mate, obviously we're chatting a lot about Ireland. Goody touched on it then in terms of what's going on at Ulster. Um, a lot of off-field issues going on, which we won't get into, but obviously Les Kiss has gone. Uh, John O'Gibbs has announced that he's leaving at the end of the season. You know, what's it like been for you? Obviously, it's your kind of first, second real season in the team. Obviously, everything's going well. Fort Ireland, you know, mentioned what you've done there. But what's it been like at Ulster? I know there's going to be a few changes. Yeah, um, yeah, like it's like it's been a tough season for us as a team, and uh, you know, like we're, we're maybe not getting the performances on the pitch that we were hoping for, and you know, because like we want to be kind of pushing, you know, like into the, into the playoffs and the Pro 14, and uh, you know, really going for it. So yeah, it's been tough in that respect. Um, but like at the same time, like for me, uh, coming up over the last two seasons and you know playing with those guys around me, I think it's been a great club to be at for this. And obviously, uh, coming from Ulster, going out in Belfast, you're a young, you're a youngster. Six foot three, a pretty big lad. Um, you are six foot three, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just six one, six three with ju- heels. Just, just checking. So, yeah, six five with heels. Is it true that you and Titty Von Tramp have never been seen in the same room together, or um, um, some? In fairness, that is true. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, you can't, you can't be, you can't be, uh, can't be letting that secret out of the house. Titty Von Tramp's old enough to be your grandmother. How dare you, father? How dare you? Um, and mate, obviously the only unbeaten team in the championship that's left. Uh, you're welcome, Scotland beating England. I don't know if you um, you're aware of that. Um, has yeah, there been any? <laughs> Everyone was talking about obviously the England Ireland game at the end of the Six Nations being the Grand Slam decider, and you know that's all exterior, I'm sure to you. But has there been any talk of the Grand Slam? Is, does Joe Smith talk about the, them things? Do the players talk about them? Um, yeah, like like we, you know, I think I think it would be kind of lying to yourself if you weren't going into Six Nations. You know, saying that we were wanting to win a Grand Slam because that's you know that is like the the goal. So uh, yeah, like like you know we we know that the kind of Grand Slam still hopes are very much still alive, but at the same time, like you know Scotland are going to be a big challenge coming here on the Saturday. So I think uh, we can't really you know look past them at the moment. Well, I can categorically tell you that I never went into a championship saying we're going to win the Grand Slam <laughs> or thinking that we were going to. <laughs> All right, Jacob, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck with that uh, quest to win the Grand Slam and uh, for the rest of the season, mate. No worries. Cheers. Thank Cheers, Jacob. Yeah, good luck, mate. for coming on, mate. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Good boy. Hey, how easy is international good boy. rugby? Good lad. Good friend of yours. No, I don't know him at all, but how, how, easy, is, <laughs> how easy is international rugby when you're him? Six foot three, quick, big, strong. But more important. Scores tries for fun. But more importantly, it's, how well did he speak? Yeah. Mate, he did, didn't he? And nice it's one. good to hear a, a player come out and just say, yeah, we are actually trying to win the Grand Slam. Yeah. Well, he can say what he wants, mate. He's, he's never that, lost he's, a game at international rugby. He's that hot at the minute, he can say what he wants, but it's great to have someone of his quality on there, young lad, 21 years old, to be able to come on the podcast. I enjoyed his company, although not that he wasn't here, I felt his warmth. Did you feel close to him? I, did, I felt his warmth, and the fact that he's from Belfast and I have a close association. I, people tell me that... How can you ask? How can you ask him if he knows... Titi Von Trump's about... 60. Well, people have compared him to Titi Von Tramp. What do you mean, compared him or The size her? of him, the calves, the well, legs. Yeah. The... Mate, he is a big unit. There we go. You're very protective of Titi Von Tramp, aren't you? How dare you swear? <laughs> You're protective of your mum. I'm protective <laughs> well, of... Well, she's your mum now. Well, well she's not my mum. I have the same affiliation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, France, England. Goody, England were shambles last time they were out. Yes, they were. Uh, yes, sh- they were. Shambles is correct. Shambles is quite strong. What do, you, do you know what? I, I thought we were leaderless. Leaderless, leaderless, uh, as they say, rudderless. Yes, but you, yeah. if you if you look at the look at the game against Scotland, and I, we're not going to rehash it because Jim will bore the living days out of us. But from minute one to minute eighty, we didn't change what we did at the breakdown. Right now, Scotland dominated that area. That's where the game was won and lost. That's where we were so outplayed. 
that there was no leadership on the field to change what we were trying to achieve. Our energy was low. We weren't trying to hoe into rucks and destroy the Scottish back row, Barkley off the ball and targeting people. So then you talk about it and you think Dylan Hartley's in the team as captain. Nowhere in the world is he England's best hooker on form. When you're just looking at hookers, he's in there as a leader. He's a captain. He's got a pretty damn good record. But as a player, when you're hooking your captain off after 50 minutes or whatever it was, it wasn't many minutes over 50, was it? And he didn't have the impact. Eddie Jones has got to make changes. Yeah, but I this, so let's talk a little bit about Dylan because everyone's a fan of Jamie George. Everyone can see that. But then there's talk of Dylan being injured. Yeah, mate. Where's the other hookers? Mate, you, you tell me. So I'm looking at it now. I'm right. So you're an England fan, okay? I'm partially an England fan. I am an England fan. So I'm looking. at it. So Jamie starts. Dylan's injured. Yep. Give me another hooker. Luke Carandicky, who's actually been on form to be fair, yep. but injury prone. He is. Like he's, he's had his fair share of injuries. Who else is there? Uh, Tom Dunn, the Dunn and Aiton. Mate Dunn, yeah. He, mate, was, he was in the squad. Yeah, he was in the squad. Mate, half-decent player, but mm. not proven. So this is the thing where you have to be very careful. And, you know, it could be it could be easy for Eddie Jones this week yeah. because Dylan apparently might be injured. Well, Luke, they've, they've called up Luke Cowan-Dickey as precautionary cover because I think Dylan trained yesterday and he's obviously got uh, an injury. Um, and it does give Eddie Jones a, an option now to say, you know what? It gives him an opportunity, doesn't it? It does give him an opportunity to say, actually, we're, we're going to start Jamie George because Dylan's struggling with a slight injury. And then they and it gives France. Him, and then... It gives him a bit of an out, doesn't it? We were saying that we, we, we th- you thought that there was a few of the players in that team who Eddie was probably waiting to, to have bad games yeah, I mean, and therefore justify. And, and, and this is the thing, you look at what Eddie Jones has said and what Eddie Jones has said about England is he wants us to win the World Cup and be the number one team in the world. To win the World Cup in 2019, are you going to win it with that team and the way we played against Scotland? Absolutely no chance. So are you going to win it with Dylan Hartley as your hooker in that sort of form? No chance. So you've got to start Jamie George. Are you going to win it with Mike Brown playing at fullback, the way he's playing at the minute? Attacking the way he does, not in a Israel Folau, uh, Ben Smith, uh, Stuart Hogg. Yeah, Stuart, yeah. Stuart Hogg. It, it, no, th- those ways. No, we're not. So you've got to play Watson at fullback. You've got to make changes. And, and we've, I've said it, we've plateaued. Since we hosed Scotland at Twickenham last year, we haven't played well as, an, as, as a team. We, it's we, been coming. It has been coming. Anyone that's in the camp, if they're not saying that internally... They're kidding themselves. Whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, yeah, twenty four out of twenty six, great. Yeah, it's a great, it's a fantastic record for Eddie Jones. But when he talks about winning the World Cup and being the number one team in the world, you've got to keep evolving, and that's what the All Blacks do. They keep evolving to try and stay ahead of everyone. And I generally think we've got we've got to play Watson at fullback and play Elliot Daly on one wing and Johnny May on the other. Jack Noel's out injured now. And uh, ten, I'm going Farrell at ten, and Ben Teo at twelve. Yeah. I think he'll pick that for the weekend because yeah. of. The threat of Bastero. George Ford hasn't been in good form. Sam Underhill's injured. I would have started him at seven What's ahead of Rob Shaw. Uh, not sure. Don't know what. Mate, I don't know. He what can hit a man, can't he? Yeah. He's got to be careful of that Swede. Yeah. Yeah. He drills people for yeah, fun. He does. On mate. nights out as well. He does. Yeah. I've heard that. Do you want? Um, so I'd have picked Underhill ahead of Rob Shaw at seven. I'd have stuck with Courtney Laws at six. Yeah. And I'd have gone Nathan Hughes or Sam Simmons at seven, uh, eight. Now, do you go? Matt, I wouldn't play Nathan Hughes. Well, no, I'd go Sam Simmons. I think for size, he may go Nathan Hughes. Yeah. But now does Eddie Jones get his knackers out completely? Well, I'm looking at it right. And go Simmons at seven, Nathan yeah. Hughes at eight, Courtney Laws at six. Maybe, but I, I'm I looking at it like everyone's talking about size. Pick and Moles isn't playing anymore. Look at the Scotland back row. Mate, look at the Ireland back row as well. Yeah. Mate, you know, they're, they're not, they're not oh, now these I'm, huge I'm, monsters of old. No, I'm talking about uh, what France is going to bring yeah, to the party. Well, yeah, old school, bloody yeah. slogan. Val Mahina's an absolute unit. Mate, he is. 
So that, and it's going to be like he's talked about it being a slogathon, and this is quite interesting for Eddie Jones. He's talked about it potentially being a bit of a slogathon, the size of the French. They'll slow it down. It'll be a bit of a dour game. Loads of playing off nine, picking goes. I reckon Eddie Jones is trying to hoodwink everyone. Yeah, because he doesn't announce his team till Thursday. I reckon he's going to go fast and attacking. Roll the dice. So play Watson at fullback. Get rid of Brown. Um, Jamie George comes in. Sam Simmons. See how you go. Yeah. Goody, yeah. you touched on it before. Um, at what point do, does a team actually start talking to each other and saying, oh, this person should be in or Jamie George should be in? Or at the, the team actually start to, you know, to talk about it amongst themselves? Uh, there have been a lot of questions over the last 10 days or so. After that, housing by Scotland. And the, the fact they've had a long break and the media. But and... then the interesting thing, yeah, but the interesting thing was, if you looked at what happened last week, they're all tra- training in different areas of the country, which I didn't understand. At all. What do you mean? There was four, I think there's four different areas where they were training. Some were at Penny Hill Park, some were at Oxford, I think, some were at Wasps. And it, it was, he, he sent out a list of who was going to be where. And I found that amazing when, if they were all separated a week before. Why would he do that? Maybe know. they hate each other. Goody's actually nodding. So they no, no, hate each no, other. no, yeah. no. Do you no, know, do you know something? No. Do you know Big lads all hate each what, other. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What have you said? What, are you doing? what did he say? Uh, no. I, I, so, I, so basically, they've split up into different groups and they've gone to train on their own. Rec- like, and he calls it reconditioning. Okay. So, so yeah, just I'm sure they're all looking forward to that. Something, something's up with it, though, isn't it? Something. Well, I've never heard of that before. No, I've never heard of training in different areas. I've heard train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then give the boys Thursday, four days off on the smash. Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, reconvene Sunday for a big week. And it's hard. If you keep them in too long, you get stale, don't you? Yeah. So they have to go away, see the families and all this stuff. But when you got hosed by Scotland, you've, you know, you've got to have some honest conversations. And you don't want to be doing that. When you've got a two-week build-up, you do. Well, yeah, you do. You build that up at the start of the week. You know, the start of the fallow week, you get, do all your reviews together. You talk openly. And, and sometimes, whatever team you've been in, whatever club, you learn a hell of a lot from a defeat like that. And you stand up in a meeting and you go, he's a cunt, he's a cunt. That wasn't good enough. He's shit. <laughs> I'm shit. I've done that. You would never say you, shit. Honestly, like, every shit. Been in situation he's where you've done it. I've shit. I've, I've, he's fat. He's bold. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in it many times. And as a as a 10, going towards the end of my career, so at Wasps and uh, Worcester three years previously to that, there were times when teams I was playing in, we were crap. And I was part of that. And you put your hand up first and say, these are my areas. These are what I was shit at the weekend. But just, this, just yeah. to let you know, this week, I'm not going to eat a kebab. I'm not going to have a buffet. <laughs> I'm not going to drink the night never, before listen, the game. I never promised that. I promised I wouldn't drink the night <laughs> before you, the game. Have you got any stories or any examples of when like, it's, it's sort of kicked off a little bit? Crisis meetings. Yeah, there's times when... Yeah, we, we had one at Worcester, actually. We were garbage. And Richard Hill was head coach. Auckland Grids. 500 passes a day to your partner five metres away. 500 passes a day to your partner 10 metres away. 500 passes off each hand 15 metres away. Stand still, that's your training. Jump on your horse, head oh, home. Geez. Yeehaw. Yeehaw! <laughs> anyway, so we had a meeting and everyone knew that Richard Hill shouldn't be head coach. He'd lost the team. Shouldn't have been head coach. Um, nice guy. He was out of his depth in terms of trying to take the club on forward. And he treated the players like shit at times, individually and collectively. And I had a Barney with him once. So we were, we were having a team run and we had a meeting, have a meeting for a team and talking about tactics for the game, what you know, what your first play is going to be, all this stuff. Thursday night, and we had a Friday game, Friday night game. So we had a team run Thursday night under the lights, had a meeting and Richard Hill was going on. He was ranting and raving at the boys and calling people out on a Thursday night, trying to, as if it was ready for the game, pumping them up. And all the boys were like, what a, you know, walk back to the change room and put your boots on going, fucking hell, what a knob. He's got no clue what he's on about. 
So all the respect and everything was drained out of the team. We go on onto the start doing the warm up with the fitness guy, and then you get pulled in before as a squad. You have a little huddle before you start the team run, and I could see everyone. We were near the bottom of the league in a bit of a relegation battle, and I could see everyone's heads just looking down, and no one was interested. And he'd lost the team completely. Motivation was very low. We're in a huddle, and I could see it. Everyone was just like, "Oh, here we go again, same old, same old. We're going to be shit." And I said, "Right, lads, don't. Gi- I don't give a fuck what he's just said. That's absolute horseshit." Forget what he said. Motivate yourselves to understand that we're going on the field. He's not out on the field with us. We're going on the field. Find whatever's inside yourself to play with pride, to understand that this is a fucking massive game and don't listen to what he's saying, blah, 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 blah. And I, I said, obviously, some more things than that, probably. Um, I didn't realise he's listening to the what I'm saying about 10 metres away. I thought he was over the other side of the pitch. Oh, no. And I would have said it to his face anyway. And he walks over, he's like, what are you saying, Goody? I said, mate, what you said upstairs is a fucking disgrace. You know, you just need to calm down, eject yourself from the team. We'll do the team. And he's like, you fuck off, you get over there, you know, don't talk to me like that. I'm like, Hilly, do one. And we had literally had a face-to-face. I'm like, Hilly, Hilly, do one. Take your breath out, Hilly. And anyway, he's like, everyone, get over there and do the kickoff. And he'd lost everyone completely. Anyway, that kind of galvanised us and we won the game. But you do have, Neil Best were in a meeting one day and he was like, you could see all the boys weren't happy with Hilly. And Hilly was laying into everyone. And Neil Best, who was injured. And it's worse when injured players come in and pipe up and say, oh, you should do this. I'd have done this and all that stuff. Neil Best was like, oh, there's a few players in this team that are like cancer. They're fucking disgrace. You're a fucking, there's cancerous players in this team. And he started trying to call a few boys out. Did he call you out? Yeah, he called me out. And you were like, I agree. I, I was agree like, with no, you. I was like, I was like Bestie. You're not even fucking playing, mate. You haven't got a clue. You're not training with us. You're coming in spouting off stuff like that, defending Hilly. You're the only one that thinks that about him. And he, he chairs were going everywhere and he was ready to go. <laughs> he was ready to eat your head off. Yeah. And Dean Schofield stood up and was like, Bestie, fuck off. You're not even fucking playing. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> and he went with his tail between his legs. And then he got the sack. So basically, yeah. basically, basically you, you lost a man. No, I didn't. His, his job is like He wasn't the right guy. He wasn't. There we go. Mate, look at yeah. Worcester now. Mate, Sam Vestey's gone at the end where's, of the season. Where's he gone? Mate, he'll get picked up. Northampton, I've heard. Have you? Mm. Carl Hogg, gone. mate, did a good job. And they got Solomona in there. Alan Solomons. Uh, Neil Doak. Is yeah. he from Ulster? Yeah. Yeah, he's going in. Before we uh, move on to Wales, Italy. Who? No, don't worry about that. <laughs> the, the, the Ireland game's first on the weekend. So does that dictate how the English will play in terms of the tournament and the competition? No, no. If, if Ireland get a bonus point against Scotland... Which they won't. ...in attack, England start the game knowing... They've got to go. They have to go and get four tries to stay in the in the fight for the championship. It doesn't change the way they prepare at all, I don't think. Can you see France coming close? I can, actually. Off the back of that Scotland game, though, is that why? But I, they, they, I think they, France have got a big performance in them somewhere. Yeah, well, That's yeah, the French, yeah, right? Yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, they and detest the, the English. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the England game is the is the big one. For Are them. they coached well enough to do it? No, they're not. But have they got good enough players to worry England? Of course yeah, they have. Exactly. They might um, walk up. But then it does. What does change is knowing the result, kicking off the game. You don't chase the bonus point from minute one. But in Farrell's mind, if he's at ten or Ford, if he's at ten, you have to have a think about it, and you have to understand. And you only need to go back to the World Cup in 2015 to understand that the axis of the team in that game against Wales didn't have a Scooby about what was required to get out of the group. Yeah. And at the time, if we'd have kicked the com- the penalty to draw the game, we'd have been a bonus point ahead of Wales. Because we got the bonus point against Fiji, Wales didn't, um, and we both got hosed by Australia, uh, and we'd have qualified. 
Um, but it's so important for the key decision makers in the team. Danny Kerr, Dylan Hartley, if he's starting at hooker and captain. Um, Owen Farrell, George Ford, if he's starting. Who knows what the team's going to be, but you know Owen Farrell's going to be on the field. He has to run the show and understand what is necessary to go to the last weekend and still be in with a shout of winning the championship. Have Italy got any chance of uh, tipping over Wales? No, no. chance. Well, no, Wales played really well against Ireland, didn't they? Yeah. Mate, well, I've been really impressed with Wales. Yeah, the whole championship. attacked really well. Matt against England, they played well. Yeah, that's going to be a you know that, the that. foregone conclusion. Should we have a look at some social media? He yeah, go on, go okay. on. Simon Lamb has tweeted in. Oh, Lammy, Lammy. <laughs> when is the right time to bring Manu back in for England? I'll bring him in now. Would you? I would. Yeah, I would. I, just, I don't think they've got anything to lose. Instead of. Well, it's not Jonathan Joseph. It's not instead of no, but talk talk about bringing. When would you bring him in then? Mate, the World Summer Cups. Tour. Okay, summer tour. Yeah, summer tour to. to uh, I think he is that important at his very best. Yeah. That I, I'd have him in and around there now. But saying that, I'd have, do you know what? I agree. I'd have him training with the squad. Yeah. I don't think I'd start him. No, I, I, I'm saying maybe, in around the maybe, squad. Yeah, maybe stick him on the bench. But ultimately, because he's been out for that long with back to back injuries. You know, he's played six games on the spin now for, for Leicester, maybe in yeah. the Premiership, something like that. Starting to get some form of fitness, just quietly going about his business. And I, I just, I'd get him in the squad to train and have a look. I don't think you should start him no. and take him on the summer tour if it's, he's still fit and firing. I tell you, the 13, who is the man, Trinder, mm. mate. No, not convinced. Yeah, well, when he's when he's hot, he's mate. ludicrously hot, but he's not consistently hot. Yeah, I think he starting yeah. 13 in the World Cup. No, nah. all right, we'll see. Should we have a bet on it? Or? No, we're not doing any more bets, mate. <laughs> not yet, anyway. I'm drained from Edinburgh. Andrew Dorthwaite's tweeted in, what does Dorian West have to do to get sacked? Jim, what do you think? You were telling me something off air, weren't you, Jim? <laughs> what, was I? That he needs to take the plug out? Um, of his mum. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, Matt, I don't know. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what the script is with, with Northampton, but we've seen that they've got, they've got uh, issues there. I've always been a fan of Dorian West because I was at Leicester. I liked the old school mentality, but we've seen that you know there needs to be changes there, and there isn't enough because he, he won't be there next year. Yeah, he, well, he's not going to be there next year, no. So Boydy, Chris Boyd will not have him. Yeah, you know, Chris Boyd's a forward thinking. Boydy, yeah, Boydy, mate of mine, yeah. used to coach me at the Sharks. Oh, really, Boydy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to drive him home. That's how you stay in with some decent coaches. Exactly. You're his taxi driver. Smart. Yeah. I can guess a bit of arse on coaches too. I'm sure you can. Just the good ones. Yeah. Um, Boyd, you'll bring a couple of coaches in. Joe Walker's tweeted in, does dropping forward and putting Farrell at 10 put England back into square one in terms of finding a new centre partnership? No. I think you've got to give Ben Teo a go. Mate, there's no way England are winning the World Cup with Ford at 10. There isn't. Just defensively. You're calling it. Well, I'm, I'm looking at it now as a fan and someone who basically knows more about rugby than Corbus Aero does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is what do you think at ten? Uh, I agree. Big games, Ford goes missing. Yeah, um, and great on the front foot. Yeah, crossfield kicks. Front foot is one of the best tens in the world on the front foot. That's a massive statement. Well, he's a good good pass for the ball. In terms of attacking the line. You know, it's sheer size. Yeah, understanding when to pull you know, the ball out the back, when to hit the short ball, getting your backline going. On the front foot, he's, he's very good. But in a game that he needs managing, he's that's not his strength. It's no. not, you know, you, you compare him to Sexton or a Farrell or, um, you know. But we're, we're, I agree with you. I think you've got to go 
Farrell at 10 and Tio at 12 this weekend, especially against Bastereau, because we have been found out defensively between Ford and, and Farrell at times, and Farrell defended well, really badly. I think he's missed more tackles than anyone else in the Six Nations. And I think that I'd have to do with, with Ford at 10. Yeah. I'd, Matt, I do. So give it a go this weekend. Let's see uh, Farrell and Tio. Should we have a look at some rumours? You guys got any rumours floating around at the moment? The rumour mill? <sighs> yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. There's a couple. Mate, we've just been calling them out the whole time. Danny Cipriani. Go on then. Going back to sale. Yeah, but we said that before, didn't we? Mm. Potentially. We, we, we have to put a Denny Cipriani what, what yeah, rumour story in, don't we? No, James Haskell. Northampton. No, Bordeaux. 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 Bordeaux Bengals. Joe Worsley coaching there. Yeah. Or potentially. Makes sense. Toulon. Haskell's off to Toulon. <laughs> He's a cheeky so-and-so. A cheeky That's what you sing to Ashley, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, maybe Haskell to... There's, there's rumours, obviously, Northampton and Worcester well, in the Premiership. I don't think the money's there for him. I think Northampton potentially have it. Okay, well, Worcester have it as well. Right, but the thing is, big dildo Dave Denton's gone. But I think the thing, mate, with the money that he'll want and he's probably worth, but in terms of back room, at the tenth of the dozen, mm. I, I just think it's a shame that there's a player in the England squad right now. Yeah, thirty-two years of age. He's yeah. not like he's thirty-five. He's thirty-two. Yeah, English club doesn't want to have him. This is the mm. thing, mate. I imagine if he says to them, "I'll take hundred and fifty grand, mate," every club will come in for him. I just think he's after three fifty. So there you go. Do you bring Haskell? Maybe play Haskell at seven this weekend. That's it. You play Haskell at seven, drop Rob Shaw. And where are you putting that to? Because he's done interviews today for England. Is that why? Well, yeah, yeah. Is that why you say? So where's yeah. that come from then? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe. So he's I in the shot. Start, he starts at seven. Eddie Jones going to put him in the shot window. Well, sit, Thank well, you, Eddie. Uh, Jeremy Thrush. Yeah, Thrush. <sighs> Thrush. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine, we've spoken about this before, but... The when they paired. The Gloucester Partnership in the second row, Savage Thrush. What 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 are names? Big fan of Savage. Yeah. What a name! I don't even think that is his surname. It is. I think Savage. I think on his that, passport that, that, it does say that. That's a proper Savage. name, anyway. Savage. Yeah. Um, Thrush Hamilton. Northampton. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of Kiwis going to Northampton actually. Jeremy Thrush could see him going there. They need a second row. Christian Day. Here's one for you. How long is he going to play for? Uh, I'm going to say one of the one of the worst signings from a World Cup winning team to come to the Premiership. Ben Franks. Yeah. His impact. He won the, won the World Cup in 2015. He's gone Mate. to London Irish. And he is on. Well, what about Pretty Wee Poo? Didn't we, he come over here? Wee Wee Poo Poo. Mate, Wee Poo Poo. He, he, he looks like, he looks like he's eating goody. London, wee Wee Poo Poo. London Welsh. You look like he's eating goody. Wee Wee Poo Poo. Uh, wee Wee Poo Poo. Uh, no, but he mate. came straight off the World Cup, Ben Franks, to Irish. Mm. On uh, an absolute on, packet. On uh, a King's Ransom. And everyone's like, oh, he's so loyal. They've gone down the champ. He is like Shot. that. He's like that. Thank you. Thank you very much. He's been poor. Very poor. Yeah. You expect someone on... He's been, playing, on. he's been playing touch. You expect him to hose other people in scrums. Belt people in the tackle. He's screaming your man, mate. <laughs> he's been playing super touch. Has, and you mate. can't play super touch in the premiership. It doesn't, doesn't translate, my friends. Mate, I'm glad you've opened someone up there. You um, deserved it. Yeah. You did. You so Ben Frank, he's going to Saints. He's got <sighs> history with... Uh, obviously, Boydy coached him at the Hurricanes. doesn't matter, mate, if you've no, got history, mate. Who is, who's doing the recruitment there? Well, Boydie is. But, that's his, that's but, his decision. Okay, so it all depends on what he's getting paid. Like, if you're like, he's going there on 80 grand, you'd be like, that, all right, fair enough. He ain't going on 80 well, grand. Th- is this is ludicrous, mate. Mm. It's, it's the market, though, isn't it? Northampton think they need some, well, they do need some signings. They need some uh, quality in there. You bring a Kiwi coach in. What does every Kiwi do? Bloody Kiwis are the best day, so we're going to find some bloody Kiwis, eh? We might be wrong, mate. He might go to Northampton. He might have... Jeremy Thrush... He, he might have thrush up his ass in the scrum. Get well, it? He, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have thrush up his ass. And, mate, he, they might start doing well. Yeah. They'll have Dylan at hooker. 
That's <laughs> all the rumours for Mate, who knows, mate? We're just bothered about Ben Morgan. The Six Nations. Mate, he, apparently he's off to Exeter. Exeter. Chief, chief, chief. No, I don't think it that. Well, well two tank Waldron's gone, isn't he? Yeah, but they're saying the whistle's coming out of Gloucester. He's, he's got, he's, mate, there's no smoke without fire. There is not. Is there? And he's not played a lot for Gloucester this year. Mate, he's had a couple yeah, of injuries. He's not done well for Gloucester since he's been there. And yeah. I like Morgs, and he is a hell of a player. Yeah. When he turns it on, decent gut, big, gut on him as well. Big, powerful. Yeah. Loves, see, loves a burger. You cannot see his pinus. His pinus. Yeah. It's bloody pinus, eh? Yeah. So he. Um, what about Tom Vondell? Mate, gone today. Scarlets. Why? Watch out. Watch out for Leslie. Oh, mate. Watch out. That, that prostate massager will be used. The battery sales will go through the roof in yeah. Leslie right now. Talking about Bristol's. What? They lost. Yeah, they did. Lost a jersey yeah. at home. Yep. Talking well, of the championship, Paul Doran Jones. Yeah. Where's he signed? Ealing. Who cares? <laughs> Doz is a good lad, but who cares? Yes, mate. I'll have a body shit lid. <laughs> well, should we have a look at the premiership? Yes. Uh, Gloucester, 2021 loss at home to Newcastle. Watch so that. Falcons into fourth. Gloucester's first loss at home in the premiership. Billy 12 bags had a kick to win it at the end. Was that an easy kick <laughs> or not? No, it wasn't actually. It weren't. Uh, oh, uh, I thought it, I'm looking at it. No. I thought I reckon I could have got that. No, Jim. Uh, no, it wasn't an easy kick. Uh, wind was going across, but, um, you know, Jimmy Gopeth, and here's the difference. Jimmy Gopeth has exactly the same kick from exactly the same spot last week for Wasps it at Gloucester. Easy. It looked easy. To draw the game with the last kick of the game. Slots it. Wasps get the draw. Billy 12 bags. Misses it. They get the, the defeat. And that's the difference between the quality at the top end and not so much. And the rest. But, well, mate, mate, Newcastle are good. I, was, I yeah. tweeted. I was very you're impressed with, it, with their, with their defence. You're welcome. Mate, you're welcome, mate. Yeah, you, mm. yeah, it's all you. Mate, they were gone. You, you are so humble. You are so humble, hungry. 2015 16 season, they were relegated, and then some fat old bloke rocks up there. Yeah. We win a couple, they stay up, and. So hungry, eh? They've just gone, so hungry. They've just gone through the roof ever since. How good would it be to see them fourth? Mate, they've been on the upward curve. Mate, yeah, they they're, doing, they're doing really well. Mate, their defence, very impressed with their defence, and. Yeah, mate, Gloucester played well at points. Woodward was awesome for Gloucester. Yeah, English qualified. Yeah, mate, yes, mate, he's good. He's yeah, very good player. Good. Saracens lost again. Again, they just, you know, the the again, without talking it up too much. You look at the team that's playing this season in these fallow weeks. It, it looks very different to what that team looked like last year. No Jim Hamilton is what you're saying. <laughs> mate, it's no, the same team without Jim. Mate, that's no, what you're saying. Mate, no Jim <laughs> Hamilton. No Petrus Dupasi. No Kelly Brown. Yeah, they've got Figolo, who's the first Figolo, choice Figolo, Figolo, Figolo. Um, he's mate, the first choice tight. Yeah, but, he started, I, but I'm he? talking about the strength and depth. I'm talking about mm. guys that are on the bench. You know, big Willie Skelton, little Willie Skelton is is out. Where, where's he? He's out injured. Mate, 18 players are missing from that Saracens team through oh, injury mate. or do you internationals. Remember, do you remember at the start of the, of the year when I was talking about Wasps like this, we had loads of injuries and all this stuff. He's like, yeah, shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Who's above Saracens in the league now? Mate, we'll see. Come what may. But, do, you know, do you know what's going to happen now? What? I reckon generally, Extor finished top. Yeah. Wasps will finish second. No. Saracens will finish third. Saracens, Saracens, Saracens will beat. Leicester Tigers will finish no, fourth. I want to see Newcastle finish fourth. Oh, so do I, but I think Leicester, they've built some momentum Mate, they now. Have. 18 injuries. Mate, let me uh, show you, no, no, sorry, not 18 injuries. 18 players out for Saracens yeah. through, inter, through international duty or injuries. Technically 19. Okay, why? Well, their leader from last year, Shags, isn't there anymore either. Exactly. But, You're not there, mate. Get, you look maybe at, you should get the boots mate, out and go team. and re-sign with Saracens. Mate, but make some good young guys, good young guys, a... a Coming into the four, Ben Earl played in the back row, fantastic player. Max Malins, he came who? on against Leicester. Mate, the guy who did a triple step Never and scored two him. tries. Never mate. heard of mate, him. Mate, you hear about these boys no, coming I through. I know, I know him. Um, I know him. Um, but yeah, it's mate, they're not playing that well. But 
champion, European champion winning team, mate. They will come good. I assure. Well, the, the next yeah. game is Quinns at home. Well, I say Quinns at home. Quinns at London, London Stadium. Yeah, at the it? Olympic Stadium. I think it is. So that's a five pointer because Quinns are always. Yeah. Uh, there's tickets still available for that game, by the okay. way. Uh, What's made hard work of it over the weekend? Oh, of course it did, mate. The rubbish. Yeah, no, we, we didn't, you know, good teams can win playing poorly, James. Mate, they can. No, they, you know, Irish battled, to be fair. And, and mate, they had to. This, it was literally... They've gone. It was last chance saloon. So I'm in the car with Beck. We've just been to a uh, Birmingham Chinese. All you can eat, mate. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All you can eat. I was like, oh, Beck, tell me, the, tell, me the sc- like? I was like, tell me the scores. And she's like, I said, what's the Leicester score? She was like 34-5 to Worcester. Yeah. I'm like, are you taking the pish? And she's Bank. like, yeah. Mark Baker Tart's done a good job mate, already. Mate, exactly. I'm thinking, mate, how oh, Worcester beat? And that's about that. She obviously got the score wrong. Oh, she said Worcester will win. Yeah, she said Worcester will win. I mean, so I told her to get out of the car and walk. <laughs> did, did you make a walk home? Yeah, I made a walk home. Yeah. Keep, the, keep the twins in the car. And... No, she took the twins out as well. She walked <laughs> out of the mate. Do, do not tell me the wrong score. Um, yeah, Leicester going well. Bakewell effect. The Bakewell Tart effect. But. Mate, this is the thing. We see this, don't we, all the time we speak about it. We talk about Dean Gaffney coming at Northampton. They won and won their game when he came in. Or they, yeah. they performed a lot better. Ackerman at Gloucester. Yeah. It's whether or not they can sustain that. Yeah. Isn't it, really? I mean, you know, Gloucester have dropped off a little bit performance-wise and winning. And Leicester, mate, they're on a roll. Yeah. Mate, look at Quinns at the weekend. Mm. They won the World Cup again, didn't they? <laughs> what the smokes is going on there? They won the World Cup. You hate Quinns, don't you? Matt, I don't hate Quinns. I don't. I just... You really hate You them. know, Tim Schwisser, friend of the show, he's there posting stuff like, I'm, mate, like, what happened? Like, genuinely, what happened? Did someone won the lottery? You know... What was, you, he, what was he posting? Just pictures of the shirts on the wall, like, hashtag try time, hashtag Schwiss time. Like, oh, just, he's happy, mate. <laughs> did he score? I think, well, I think he did score, yeah. Northampton went down to sale, um, but the main um, headline that came out of that was Alan Gaffney's comments on George North. What did you guys make of those? You go. Well, it's interesting um, because Alan Gaffney's made the comments and people have straight away, there's two sides to every story, right? So uh, Dean Gaffney's come out and he's gone, uh, we picked a team that wanted to play for Northampton today, i.e. George North did not want to play. George North was released back to uh, Northampton by Wales because you have to. You have to. Uh, if you and we've had this conversation about yeah. uh, players, regulation play, nine, yeah, I think it's called. Whatever it, yeah, I've got no shadow of a doubt. George North has gone back and thought, I do not want to play for Northampton this weekend because I'm probably going to start against Wales. Uh, sorry, start against Italy for Wales in a couple of weeks' time. And no one said anything from George North camp, but people are saying, well, maybe he had an agreement with the previous management at Northampton in the fallow weeks, etc. Um, interestingly, he hasn't made a statement, but some. People have come out and said that he... People, his entourage. His entourage have come out and said... So he's saying that he's been hung out to dry by Alan Gaffney, by him saying that. Because it does look bad on George mm. North. Today, Alan Dickens, who is the interim head coach... Dickie Bird. ...at Northampton, who's been there for a long time, has come out and said that Northampton had no deal with George North or Wales that he wouldn't play. Mate, Dickens didn't like him though, does he? Do you remember when he left as well when George North was said he was going to be leaving? I, I, I feel for North a little bit in that sense because if you've got an agreement with the club, which he clearly has, has, he, has, cle- he, has he though? Of course, well, he Dickens has. says he hasn't. Yeah, but obviously, it's not. It's obviously an unwritten, unwritten one. So contractually, maybe not. But you look at the way that North has been over at Northampton. Mate, he's been allowed to play in that fourth game in the autumn tests. Yeah. Like the Six Nations, he's been resting in them rest weeks. But which... he's been resting in rest weeks. Because when he's been playing. He's been starting. Yeah, yeah, I know And this, this is the whole thing. You look at the balance of the Premiership now, and you can pick out individual cases. Greg Laidlaw started against England, played exceptionally well, 
had the biggest night out of his life. He's tops off. Calling everyone a... <laughs> exactly. He's gone back and played for Claremont. Yeah. Sergio Parise, captain of Italy, played for Stade Francais at the weekend, yeah. started for Stade Francais. Like you said, John Barkley's gone and sat on the bench for the Scarlets. Yeah. Certain a couple of England players have gone back. Why shouldn't George North go back to Northampton and say... Why would he want to? Why would he want to go back to Northampton? Because they're paying him a shitload of yeah, cash. I, I, I get that. But, and but, he's, he's only come off the bench twice. He's been injured a lot. Yeah, but I, I'm, and you want to play rugby? Yeah, but I imagine the coach has said to him, mate, do you want to play? And he's, he's if you, do you want an honest answer or do you want me to tell you what you want to wear? I'll yeah, be like, I, that. Yeah, I get I'll be that. like that. No, I don't. I get I'm playing that. for Wales. I want to, I'd rather prepare for that mentally with the injuries that I've had. I'm playing, I'm training while I'm fit. I don't know. I'm just talking from his point of view. Mm. I, he's, no, I, he's, he's got no allegiance there at all. No, I understand that. But then also you look at it and contracts that we have as players I remember when we were at Leicester you're having your contract it says when you're away for international duty they can dock your wages 50%. by 50% 50% of your well, wages or something like that so do Northampton we don't know all the ins and outs of it basically is what we're saying but on paper when you look at it George North hasn't played very much he's been he's only been on the bench for Wales so he's only played probably about 35 minutes of rugby in the two rounds rounds two and three of the six nations that he's played he should have gone uh, he was released by Wales to go back I think he should have played. Yeah, okay. He's played 35 minutes of rugby in God knows how long. He don't want it, does he? He just doesn't want it. And he, he and, and Alan Dickinson said he wasn't in he wasn't mentally in the right place to play rugby. Well, and that's, can, that, that's can... him going in saying, I don't want to play boss. Yeah. Well, you I'm can leaving, see... I've got no allegiance to you boys. All right, let's finish up with the good, the bad, the ugly. If you're listening to this for the first time, it's where Andy Good tells us what's been good, what's been bad and what's been ugly in rugby over the last week. Um, yeah, rugby was affected this weekend by the weather, wasn't it? But there's been still plenty of good. Mate, there has. Go on then, hit, good. hit us. We'll start in the championship. Oh, really? Yes. Jersey. Oh, you mentioned it. We mentioned it earlier. Jersey beat Bristol in Bristol's. Bristol's first defeat of the season. Tip of the hat to Jersey. They won 38-34. What's the tip of the hat? You, you, just, you just tip the hat and say, well you done. you don't wear a hat? No, because it rubs You're off the front of you. acknowledging them. Okay, tip it's, of the tip it, of the sled. It, oh, it's yeah. a metaphor, Jim. Okay. Figure of speech. That's what we do. We're all about metaphors on it. Um, so yeah, Jersey. Uh, Leicester. Going to Worcester and winning. They're back in the mix. Two on the spin. Yeah. Tip of the slipper to them. Tip of the slipper. Off yeah. you go. Uh, Newcastle. Their sixth away victory of the season in the Premiership. Six yeah. away wins. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, let's go over to USA. The Vegas Sevens. USA. Holy shit. Oh, yes. here he is. What, does this involve a Kiwi? No, it doesn't. What? That try. Oh, Was it Perry Baker? Perry Baker. Oh, my God. What a try. But also, not only Perry Baker... Um, he ran 126 metres through their defence. Just going here, there and everywhere. I saw it. Hell of a try. But also, I do love, obviously USA are, they're not a tier one nation in rugby terms. They're a nation of athletes. They're a nation of athletic freaks. Yeah. And for them to win their home sevens in Vegas, how good would that be? Mate, um, ridiculous. Yeah. Vegas, baby. Yeah. Um, so tip of the hat to them. Can we tip the hat to them, Jim? Well, tip, tip the slippers or tip, the bras. Tip yeah. the bras to them um, for winning that. But... Because of the beast from the east, the snow, a uh, couple of really good things at the weekend I saw. Okay. Um, Jonathan Davis used his 4x4, four four, his free Land Rover, Range, <laughs> Range Rover. Rover. It's free, by the way, <laughs> sponsored and everything. Yeah. Um, but he was very impatient. Doctors and nurses to him from hospital in Cardiff. Imagine that. Your arm's hanging off. It's Jonathan Davis. Oh, my arm's all right now, boss. But fair play to him going out in the snow and, and helping people out. Yeah. Um, but generally, everyone who turned out at pro and amateur clubs throughout the Premiership, throughout England, throughout Scotland, throughout Wales. That's, that's ruggers, mate. Ruggers uh, up and down the country to get games on and defy the beast from the east. And there's one great clip of Newcastle. They've got on the bus all the way down to Gloucester. Dean Richards and all the troops helping uh, the King's Home Faithful. 
load of Gloucester fans there clear the, the pitch for the snow for the game at the weekend. Nice. So a nice touch. So the good this week goes to anyone that helped get a game on for the snow. Oh, goody, that's tip of tip of a slipper to you. Tip there, of the tits. Um, the bad. Hmm, where should we go? A bit of Pro 14. Go on then. The Dragons. Yeah. Got humped 45-13 at the Kings. My hump. My hump. My hump. My hump. But go back and get to the good. This isn't the good, but the Kings won their first game, the Pro 14, only against the Dragons. But the Dragons, brutal. What's going on there? The next season, they'll be good. Yeah. Do you know who I blame for the Dragons' poor form this what? year? Who? Whoever did the voiceover for that oh, fucking my documentary. Oh, my. <laughs> Whoever that was, he oh, was a joke. Yeah, yeah, my bad. He was a joke. My um, bad. Northampton, they're back in the bad. Lost 10 out of 12 of their yes. last Premiership games. And they were shambolic. Alan yes. Gaffney said they were, I think he said they were a disgrace or something. Oh. What, what was it, 31-6 down at halftime or who something? Who can argue? Who can yeah, argue? Who cares? But for me, there's only one bad thing this weekend. I played at Newcastle. I took the Vite up to Newcastle, Jim. Yeah. I educated those boys about downstairs looking after themselves you expect male grooming you know keep the undercarriage clean and tidy yeah did you see the picture from the Newcastle changing room mate, with all he, the lads mate he was literally getting a piggyback off a sheep mate nearly Lasu <laughs> nearly Lasu oh my bush mate, he's pulled out he's pulled his, his shorts down a little bit the biggest man bush you've ever seen mate he is riding a black sheep mate he that's need- all I know <laughs> he needs a trim <laughs> got a trim I was like nearly I've got the Vite. I showed you how to use it. Is he? I gave them a, a Vite workshop in the changing rooms. We all stood there. What's his name? Willie or Nilly? <laughs> Nilly Lati. So hard as fuck. No, you wouldn't fuck with him. No, mate. He looks hard <laughs> as fuck. So is he showing? Is he sh- Is he like, look at me like I've, I'm trim? He's top off. He's like that. He's what? He's a madman. And then he's just popped his bush out the top. But is that him thinking? Proper 80s porn bush. Is that him thinking, hell of a bush? Yeah. Or is he? He's like, this will get on the rugby pod. Yeah, exactly. So the bad this week goes to Nilly Latu and his bush. Yeah, on top of a black sheep. Uh, And then the ugly, two ugly things. Obviously, the George North situation that we talked about. um, The debate in the press of, was he right to not play? Has he been hung out to dry? Is Alan Gaffney, Dean Gaffney, a.k.a. Wellard's dad? uh, Is he right to say what he has? So that's all a bit ugly in the press. But the ugly this week, it's not the George North situation. We're going back. We're going bareback. We're going bareback, and we're going back to what came out this week and the treatment of Eddie Jones by some Scottish numpties at the... Some Scottish bastards! I'm not swearing. Um, yeah. Do you see what they did? Well, Eddie thought, Jones yeah. agreed to have a picture, and you can tell they're pissed, but how many times I get on the tube, I'm on the train, you know, you're at games, our live shows, you've got to be respectful. You know, Eddie Jones... And we all like a bit of a joke and a laugh, but Eddie Jones is there. He's the England coach. He's had the graciousness to have a picture with you. After being... Oh, Ginger Top well. there. Ginger Top there has just embarrassed himself. Yeah. Trying to grab him, trying to push him a little but bit. Then, then he gets in the car and then they're still... Yeah, fucking ba 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 ba. And this is the thing, and like, you know, we've had a lot of ban over the over the last couple of weeks with the Scotland-England game and in the lead-up to it, but it's, it's fun. It's mm. joke and it's yeah. banter and everyone's smiling, everyone's enjoying it, but... I looked at that and I actually felt sad for him. I thought, yeah. you know, that's but it just it order. just puts and you can see now in rugby players are generally pretty good at having pictures and you know being part. You understand the fans are very important. Football players segregate themselves from the fans for that very reason. Of course, the time. yeah, because it's way more tribal. There's a load of dickheads that would punch or or do something stupid, and. You know, in rugby, you don't want that segregation, that separation between the fans. You're going to get that though. Can you see Eddie Jones getting on the train again now? No, no, no. Well, first class, yes. He said <laughs> yeah. he was in cattle class, but that's pond life, isn't it? And it affects, you know, a lot of players. Now, if you're like an Owen Farrell, you ain't you see, going after a game. You, you ain't, you know, you, you're just going to have to start 
locking yourself in your house and stuff. Um, or employ a couple of security guards. Exactly. So, yeah, the ugly was those uh, Scottish fans, especially the ginger bollocks. Um, yeah. Sorry, Mum, for swearing. You know, probably not even rugby fans, but Pond Life. What is it? Pong Life? Pond. Pond life. Pond life. Pond life. What, you, as you, in what, a frog? Have you never oh, heard that saying? Never in my life. Oh, dear. It's, oh, well. it's pond life. Your wife went to a private school. And I'm going to ask her, Beck, do you know what a pond life is? Frog? Oh, snails? Dear. What lives in the pond? Ask her if she thinks you're pond life. Oh, yeah. I'll ask her. Mm. She'll be not, like, yeah. Not James Bond like. No, pond life, yeah. Yes, Jim, you are. You're filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. That is the Rugby Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to us, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and check out eventbrite.co.uk for details on our upcoming live shows. And I'll see you in Dublin. Yes, we will. Pod, Ruby pod, pod. pod.